You're listening to the Auburn Express. What's up and good morning, War Report family. It's your guy, Ike Jones, here. Another morning drop. Listen, deadline to declare for the NBA draft has come and gone. No announcement from Alan Flanagan. So the question is, what's going on with our guy, Flan? Happy birthday, by the way, my guy. We're going to talk about it right here on The Drop. Y'all know how we do War Report style. Let's drop it on them. It is Monday, April 24th. Your man Ike Jones in here. The War Rapport morning drop. Hopefully everybody is doing all right. Kicking your week off in style right here with your man Ike Jones. Y'all know what you need to be doing, right? That is sharing the word, man. Spreading the gospel of the War Report out there amongst everybody. Share the video so we can get more people involved in the conversation. Still talking basketball in April because that's what we love to do is talk Auburn sports. Shout out to Auburn baseball and Auburn softball over the weekend getting series wins. Absolutely love that, especially softball getting the win down in Third Town. We appreciate the ladies for going out there and handling business. And uh, what a great comeback by Auburn baseball in the rubber match, a rubber game against Mississippi State this weekend with the walk-off by Cole Foster. Talking a little bit more basketball this morning, Alan Flanagan. So much Auburn sports news to get into this week. But today we're talking Auburn basketball. Uh, The deadline to declare, it's his birthday today, but the deadline to declare was yesterday for the NBA draft. No announcement has come. So as of right now, he's still on the team, right? So he still has options that he could take out there, right? It doesn't mean that he's definitely coming back for next season. He could still transfer to another team. He could still go and play overseas. You don't have to declare for the NBA draft in order to be a player overseas. So he could he still could exercise a lot of options that do not include him being on Auburn's basketball team. But I want to call your attention back to uh, maybe it was like a week or so ago, Um Auburn released its new roster and updated it with Denver Jones on there um, and added uh, Aiden Holloway to it. And the initial release of that roster did not include Alan Flanagan. There was a big kerfuffle. I just wanted to throw a a big collegiate word out there. But it was was a big to-do online about the absence of Alan Flanagan from that roster, especially considering the fact that Uh, Jalen Williams was on the roster roster, and they have similar situations where they could be uh, graduate players for the team this year. Now, Jalen has subsequently come out and declared for the NBA draft. Uh, A lot of fans speculating that both he and Jani Broom are doing that just to get the feedback from NBA scouts to determine whether or not they have um, things that they need to work on to improve their draft stock going into their final seasons at Auburn. Um, by all accounts, most people believe that this will be the last year for Janai Broom if he does indeed return for his junior's uh, campaign at Auburn. And Jalen Williams will be out of eligibility. But Alan Flanagan went through that process last year. Uh, but when that initial roster dropped on the website, he was not there. However, just a few hours later, he was added as a grad student. Right. And I think during that time, uh, Auburn already knew that Wes Flanagan, his father, who we've spoken about many times over the last couple of drops, um, was not intending to return 
as a part of the Bruce Pearl staff. So knowing that his dad was going to be gone, I'm sure he's had that conversation with his family well before the university knew. So it's not as if the announcement came uh, as a surprise to Alan Flanagan that his dad was not going to be returning. But with that situation pending, they still added him back to the roster. My assumption would be that they had spoken with him prior to doing that, and he had let them know that he had not either made his mind up but was still with the team at that point in time. We've been having workouts. There has been no report that Alan Flanagan has not been present for any of those workouts. So the assumption would be from people like myself, Alan Flanagan does indeed intend to return at this point in time to Auburn University for his graduate season with the team. So his fifth year senior graduate student, he could return. Now, uh, if you guys listen to the morning drop on Friday, I talked about reasonings why someone like Janai Broom would not potentially return to Auburn after his declaration. Um, and and one of the, well, actually, I think we talked about this um, maybe Wednesday on the weekend tailgate last week about why Janai Broom may potentially not return to Auburn, though he had declared and people just assume that he is going to come back because they're, they're using that, uh, the assumption of his draft capital, meaning he's not going to be a high draft pick, first uh, player off the board type of thing for, um, Bruce Pearl. So why would he not return? You know, he can get NIL and stay in school and all this stuff. And the reason I gave simply was he doesn't have to go to school. That's not the case for Jalen Williams or Alan Flanagan. They both graduated, right? So if they return this season, school is not a factor in that one. So for me, I lean heavily in the direction of one or both of them returning to Auburn next season because of the fact that they can come back play basketball, focus strictly on basketball, do and not have to really worry about the class portion of that because they've already graduated with that a year of eligibility, collect NIL, get better, improve their draft stock in a higher profile league. And in my opinion, the league that that we have, the SEC, the way it's playing out right now, the potential for this team to make a deep run into the tournament next year with all of the things that are factoring in, we'll take a look at the roster in just a minute, and not having to go to school I think those things are great reasons why both Alan Flanagan and Jalen Williams could return to Auburn basketball next season. Uh, But I just teased it. So let's take a look at uh, the roster. I believe I have a graphic. I do have a graphic of what the roster looks like. You might have seen me post this on social media, but this is what Auburn's roster looks like currently. I do have Janai Broom, Jalen Williams, and Alan Flanagan all highlighted there in orange because the status of those players is unknown for the next season, despite what I just said in regard to their potential for returning. Uh, we don't know definitively that they are going to return, but again, with Alan Flanagan not declaring for the draft, um, we know the status of his father right now and him still being on the roster. Um, and I haven't checked as of this morning. You know, I could be putting my foot completely in my mouth and he's just not on the roster right now um, as I'm talking about this. But uh, with all of those things being the case, I'm checking right now just to make sure. And he is still, still indeed listed on Auburn's website on the roster as a graduate student. So um, <clears throat> with all those things being the case, we have a pretty good roster right now that I think can do some damage. Um, As the roster stands right now, I still think Alan Flanagan would be a starter on this team at the three spot. Uh, So we we have some some good roster maneuverability here. I like the addition of Chaney Johnson uh, to be able to be kind of a Jalen Williams backup. 
And we'll talk a little bit more about Cheney Johnson on some film review stuff potentially this week. So be on the lookout for that and some Denver Jones film. But uh, Trey Donaldson and Aiden Holloway will be point guards for this team likely. Denver Jones and KD Johnson will be a two-guard duo that can um, interchange there. So you'll likely see some minute uh, duality from those two. Uh, Then you have Chris Moore and what now would be Alan Flanagan at your three spot. Um, Then you have Janai Broom, Dylan Cardwell at the five spot. And then Jalen Williams and Chaney Johnson would be your four spot players right there. So a lot of good things uh, tracking right now for Auburn basketball. Uh, Definitely have a 10 deep rotation and then still three roster spots available. Um, Largely speculated that Lior Berman, who is still listed on Auburn's roster as a graduate student, will earn one of those scholarships. I think he's done enough to earn that. Um, Bruce Pearl does like to keep one scholarship open, uh, but I anticipate him going and getting at least one more two slash three. And I think we probably need another big man uh, at the five spot. Uh, But this is what the roster looks like as it stands right now. So uh, I do think that Auburn basketball is in a good place when it comes to our roster. And there still is the the trip that's looming for the kid out of Florida State um, and Texas Tech uh, to come check out things. So we could land one, if not both of those guys. Um, You know, I, I would assume that we're only going to take one of them. And if both of them have high interest, um, then it would behoove them to make that decision. We have made the final three for Matthew Cleveland, the Florida State transfer, um, and then the ties with current assistant coach Corey Williams with the Texas Tech transfer um, in Tyson. It makes it where it seems as if both of those guys would be high, uh, have Auburn high on their list. We do know the final three there again for for the FSU guy um, in, in Matthew Cleveland. But with all of those things factoring in, I would assume because we are getting to the place where um, we we need to be making a decision, uh, that would put a little bit more pressure on one of those guys to make their decision a lot more quickly for Auburn uh, because there is someone else who could potentially take that roster spot. And I don't, if Alan Flanagan returns, assume that they would take both of them because it just wouldn't make a lot of sense for either of those players to be in a three-person rotation at the three-spot when, when you know that Alan Flanagan, the incumbent, is going to likely get the mass majority of the minutes and likely be the starter in that spot. Uh, so all those things being said, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out for Auburn basketball coming down the wire here. War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from The War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now, here's the rest of your morning drop. We're going to head to the comment section, though, and see how you all are feeling about what's going on right now with Auburn basketball. Corey says, seems worrisome that Al hasn't worked out with the team since the season ended. Oh, you said he hasn't worked out. I hadn't heard any reports that he hadn't worked out. Um, But that is interesting to say that he has not worked out with the team, but he's still on the roster. That probably is why he wasn't initially on the um, 
on the roster when they put it up there, but then they added him later. So I think that's interesting that he had not worked out with the team, but then they subsequently added him to the roster. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, it, it does uh, make it interesting then the whole pr- situation around, you know, what they're doing in the transfer portal right now with him being on the roster, but not working out with the team. I don't know. That's weird. That's very weird. I need to, I need to go ch- ch- chat with my guy, JG Tate and see if he can give me some um, information on that. Um, but here's the thing, like with the speculation being as high as it is right now, I've said this in terms of a lot of people. Um, if you don't want the questions being asked, it's really easy to end all the speculation by just making an announcement. If Alan Flanagan has no intent to return to Auburn, I don't see any reason why he wouldn't just announce that, right? Like, um, prolonging it doesn't do any good. I'm, I'm assuming that they've had conversations with him and he's made his intent clear to the team and maybe just has not made that public. But um, there's literally no reason to hold a scholarship hostage if you're Alan Flanagan in this situation. So I don't know. That's interesting. I had not heard that, but I will definitely check on some sources about that. Um, Christian Crawford says, we need another superstar on the team. Aiden can't be the only one. Kentucky Kentucky has four superstars coming in. We need more. So here's the thing. Um, We don't know if any of those players for Kentucky are superstars. We know they're highly rated players. We don't actually know if Aiden is a superstar yet at the collegiate level. Um, I don't know that you need a superstar on any team. I definitely agree that you need a guy who can be your go-to bucket getter to kind of draw the attention. I think that we have a couple of guys that could be that, right? Um, if you've not watched much of Denver Jones's tape, uh, though he doesn't project as a superstar, he's definitely a bucket getter, a guy that you can give the ball to, clear it out and say, hey, go get us a bucket. I still love the ability of what Aiden potentially brings to this team, If you, as you've mentioned him. I actually still love what KD Johnson and his maturity at towards the end of the season brings to the team as the ability to just go out there and be a dynamic score uh, closer for this team. Um, so, you know, n- not necessarily anybody who jumps off of the, the, the screen as a superstar right now, but I do think that the combination of those guys, having more than one guy that you can just give the ball to and have them get out of the way, um, is going to be a dangerous thing for this team going into next season. Um, and I, I like what Trey Donaldson potentially brings to this team as his confidence and his uh, ability grows in this system. So I wouldn't be... Um, sold on anybody on Kentucky's team that we haven't seen play yet, though. Uh, John Brandon jumps in and says, maybe Al and Bruce have an agreement to remain silent to avoid fan panic and hysteria. John, this is a terrible decision. There is absolutely no way to avoid fan panic and hysteria absent of actually declaring what your intentions are. There is nothing um, that will prevent that other than actual declaration right because fans are going to panic that is just the way that fans are built so i don't i hope that is not what the plan was um you know panic is going to ensue without um that declaration it's just going to be the case um let's see here 
And this is what I'm saying for Haley. If he's gone, just rip the Band-Aid, right? Like, just, just hey, let everybody know this is what the situation is. I don't think that there's less panic because people are anticipating that he returns and they feel better. Honestly, there the the from the people who I've talked with in the fan base, and I haven't spoken with anybody with the program, it's kind of split on whether people want Alan Flanagan to return. Some people are like, uh, it's no big deal. And some people are like, yes, please. Right. Like, I think it's split amongst the fan base. The people who are on, you know, the, you know, hey, listen, if he does great, if he doesn't, we'll be OK. Train actually feel somehow that he will accept coming off of the bench. And I just don't know that that's the case. I think Alan Flanagan wants to be a starter wherever he plays next season. Um, so. I don't think that he will accept bench minutes, and maybe that's the conversation that's being had about what his role is going to be with the team. And the reason why I say that is you heard Alan Flanagan's comments at the end of the season last year um, going into the NCAA tournament about a conversation that he said he'd had with Coach Pearl in regard to um, being the guy to take shots in the clutch down the stretch. And he said he'd had a conversation with BP about it. Uh, about wanting to be more involved in those moments. So I can't anticipate him going into a season where he'd have the option to go somewhere else unimpeded, um, whether that's transferring or going and declaring to be a pro, that he would decide to come back to Auburn. And that conversation that he had with BP still wasn't a prevalent conversation that needed to be had in regards to what he wanted his status to be. Can't see it happening um, any other way. So I agree, Haley, just rip the bandit. Um, um, let's see. Christian truck says, is it weird to say that Jalen and Allen need to move on? I think this team needs new energy, new players, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we need something different. I don't know that it's weird to say. I wouldn't agree with that. Um, I think that we have plenty of new energy and new players on this team. Um, I just think that there were spots here and there that needed to be cleaned up. The, the four, Position rotation, I think, was not great for us last year. Um, when Jalen went out of the game, we had to go smaller because Johan just wasn't Johan Treor just wasn't the guy that we needed him to be in that spot. So the addition of Cheney Johnson, I think, solidifies that rotation a little bit more. So you don't have to go to Chris Moore as your four, Leor Berman at your four spot. You have a guy legitimately six seven, you know, two seventeen, a little light, but still can bulk up a little bit when getting into this. Uh, this program with Coach Pearl and staff. Um, so I, I, I like that spot a lot better. I still think that we need another center on this team. Um, Dylan Cardwell, for whatever reason, his minutes had been drastically reduced last season. Um, I think that there were some things going on with him um, in regard to injuries for a portion of the season and some other things off the court. So if Dylan Cardwell can come back and be uh, a more functional rotational player for us and he can get bigger minutes that'd be great to be able to get Janai Broom some more rest and he can play at an optimal strength and speed throughout the entirety of ball games and we wouldn't have the situation where if we're in foul trouble or if someone's down with injury that we wouldn't have a solidified five spot for whatever reason stretch wasn't getting those minutes uh, so it was tilted very heavily in the direction of Janai Broom and I think coach Pearl would like for that to be more of a 20s instead of a high 20s he'd like to pay him low 20s into the high teens in minutes and split that amongst one maybe two other centers so i do think that a uh, a solid uh big coming in would be helpful for the rotation that we have there 
Um, but it is going to be interesting to see what the three-spot rotation is, right? So I've already talked about Chris Moore still being there. You're talking about bringing in a transfer player. If Alan Flanagan returns, he'll be there. They've talked about potentially playing Chaney Johnson as a big three there. Then you still have Leor Berman on the team. So there's a lot of players that are there in that three-guard spot for Auburn that will want to have minutes. Uh, so it'll be super interesting to kind of see how that plays out in terms of minute distribution and what we're able to do with those guys all being on the staff. So it's not necessarily weird to say it's not a unique thing. I've heard other people say that, but I don't, I don't, I don't personally agree that it's necessary. If it happens, then okay. Um, you know, I think that there's some ways that we can uh, pivot from that, but uh, I I would be very welcome to say Jalen and Allen come back for your graduate season. Um, ba -bum -bum -bum. Let's see here. Corey says, I would be shocked if Al suits up for Ole Miss. I don't know that it would be shocking for me. It'd be weird to see. I'd say that for sure. It'd be weird to see if uh, Allen Flanagan decided to go play for Ole Miss. Um, uh, but. I don't know that I'd be shocked by it. Uh, Corey jumps back in and says, is Treyor the worst eval we've seen in the modern era? Uh, this is an interesting one. I, I mean, my knee-jerk reaction would say yes because of how highly touted he was as a player coming in. Um, I mean, he was one of those, I won't say can't miss prospects, but he was a guy that was super high on a lot of people's uh, radar and a lot of people wanted him and it's even more interesting to see where he ended up as a transfer if you guys haven't seen he's going to uc santa barbara um, as a transfer player when he had interest from other sec schools and other power five schools and he decided to go to uc santa barbara so very interesting to see the trajectory that his collegiate career has taken from the very high praise and very uh i don't know just large expectations even as as uh late as the israel trip that auburn took seeing him do what he did out there to seeing what happened over the process of this season and his just lack of ability to really get comfortable at any point in time in the offense or the defense really um he just really seemed to struggle to find his place on the floor so i would say it's a pretty big miss um I, i'd have to look at other evals to know for sure whether or not there were other ones that were bigger but it was pretty big um, let's see, um, Christian jumps back in and said, that's why I like Michigan center and hope Bruce is pursuing him, but I haven't heard anything. I do think that we had some interest in him, but I don't believe that there has been any subsequent, um, interest back in the other direction. Um, uh, I think his name is Hunter or something. I can't remember where maybe his last name is Hunter. Uh, but I, you know, I agree. I think that he would be a, a welcome addition to this team, but, uh, you're going to be in a similar spot with him of, does he want to be a starter, right? Does he want to come in and be a backup? Because if he doesn't, then that means, and Janai Broom doesn't want to be a backup, right? So that means that you're going to have to start he and Janai Broom at the five spot. And so the question is, can Coach Pearl convince one or both of them that coming off the bench doesn't mean reduced minutes? And that means that Dylan Cardwell is subsequently the odd man out as far as minutes is concerned. Um, and Cardwell's a senior this season. So you your roster becomes really weird at that point in time. And then 
at the end of this year, if you bring in a guy like him, who likely is going to be a one-and-done player for Auburn, you have no centers on this team going into the next season because you've already lost Marshall as your 2024 commit, right? So your roster management becomes very on a string, right, with your with your big men, if that's the guy that you bring in. So I don't know, Hunter Dickinson, thank you so much uh, for those in the chat uh, giving me the name there. I don't know that... Um, that he makes a lot of sense in the long term. I think you're better off finding somebody who's got more eligibility, a little bit more of a project, but can come off of the bench and be a high contributor for your team without having to be somebody that you would rely on. He makes your team better immediately, I agree, but I don't know that he fits in what this roster needs or really what they want to do in terms of pace. If you look at the way the roster is constructed right now, I do think that we're going to get back into more of a pace that is feverish and we're going to be up and down the floor a little bit more. We went out and got some more shooting. Um and I do hope that we get into more early offense in the post. So post touches early, uh, but you're going to need players that can run up and down the floor. Not saying that he can't do that. I'm just not sure that he fits really well with what um, the, the direction I think that the team wants to take. Dana Jones jumps in and says, we really need a prolific shot blocker. I agree. You need somebody who can get up and down the floor, super athletic, tall, and can can really bother shots in the paint. Uh, I've talked about this a few times. I think Janai Broom is a good shot blocker. I don't think that he's great off the ball as coming over and changing shots in that way. So I think you need somebody who's a little bit more instinctive in that way to come and anchor the defense, particularly when we're talking about down the stretch things. You go back and look at the Vanderbilt game and how that ended last year. You needed a guy who was really just a paint defender to be able to alter that shot a little bit more. If you think about the game that we lost to Arkansas late in the season um, there in the SEC tournament, you didn't have a guy really impacting the paint in a particular way. The Kentucky game got ugly because we couldn't affect shots in the paint and we weren't really getting rebounds the way that we needed to. Um, really, if you just go look at all of the games that we had where we gave up a lot of points to those guards. We talked about our inability to stop scoring guards. A lot of that, the Georgia game, um, a lot of just straight line drives to the basket, no rim protection that really made them think twice about coming in there into the paint. The Bama games that we lost, those were really about the inability to impact the paint. Now, they shot a ridiculous percentage from three at home in coming into the second half of that game at Bama. But I think that a lot of what happened in that first game was we were funneling guys to a shot block that just wasn't there, right? So I think that the way that Coach Pearl wants to play defense, you need somebody who can get in there and really impact the paint in that way. Um, let's see here. Let's see here. Corey says, makes signing Flory in the 24 class that much more important. I could not agree more. You need, they need to sign this young man. He is going to be a guy who could anchor a defense for you. I think he's still a little bit of a project, right? He still has some development that needs to happen with him overall in his game, but he's a super athletic guy who can be a shot blocker. Um, and he can get up and down the floor in the way that I'm just talking about we need to be able to add to this team. I think Flory is a crucial signing for the 24 class or someone of his his uh, kind of stature and ability as far as athleticism and shot blocking or shot altering ability. You need to be able to bring him into the fold. 
um, in order to have a really good signing class that will allow you to be really good for that 24 season. We're out of here for today. We'll be back at you with another morning drop tomorrow. Like the video before you get out of here. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. And we will see you all the next time. Until then, and as always, War Eagle, I'm out. Peace. Drop.